Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, as always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. We've got your free 31-page PDF. It's a little study guide I put together on the top 200 drugs. It's a great no-brainer. Uh, if you're going through pharmacology classes or uh, just need a little refresher, uh, and you're out in regular practice. So uh, go take advantage of that. Simply an email. Oh, we'll get you access to that. No charge to you at all. So uh, with that said, let's get into the drug of the day today. And that is a Camprosate. Brand name of this medication is Campro. And this medication is used for alcohol use disorder. So basically trying to uh, reduce intake of alcohol in, in people that have struggled uh, with that issue. So this medication mechanistically um, works by basically stimulating or increasing GABA effects and or reducing glutamate effects. So if you remember, um, GABA is kind of that suppressing um, central nervous system uh, molecule and glutamate is more of an excitatory neurotransmitter. So GABA agonist action uh, would obviously kind of drop uh, drop down or blunt uh, that central nervous system. And then glutamate antagonist activity would also work uh, to blunt uh, kind of that central nervous system by blocking uh, that excitatory neurotransmitter. Now, how exactly this all works and this mechanism works uh, in alcohol use disorder isn't well defined, um, but that's essentially uh, what the, the medication does in, in general. So again, mechanism of action, uh, not that well understood, um, but certainly has been shown uh, in studies to help maintain uh, alcohol abstinence. Uh, it is important to note, so um, with alcohol use disorder, historically, many, many years ago, um, uh, we used to use disulfiram a little bit more, and basically that would cause a reaction if the patient drank alcohol, so basically a negative feedback type situation where the patients would feel terrible if they drank alcohol while taking this medication. So uh, a camprosate does not have uh, that... Uh, disulfiram uh, type reaction when giving this and, and taking it with uh, alcohol. So I think that's important to uh, recognize, particularly in patients maybe who've struggled for uh, alcohol use disorder for a long time and maybe they've been on uh, a medication like disulfiram uh, in the past there. All right, let's talk dosing a little bit because this is definitely really, really important as it pertains uh, to renal function. Um, but I also wanted to mention probably one of the more commonly used um, agents for alcohol use disorder is naltrexone. And where acamprosate probably has its largest role is in patients who have uh, pre-existing liver injury issues or liver damage issues. So naltrexone isn't that great um, and puts the patient at risk for uh, potentially more hepatic damage. And in patients with alcohol use disorder, uh, a significant number may have uh, that pre-existing liver damage. Uh, so where a camprosate comes in um, is in those patients with that pre-existing liver damage. Uh, it's a potential alternative here. Uh, but the primary reason 
why a camper state isn't affected by the liver much or affects the liver very much uh, is that it is uh, basically exclusively renally eliminated, so eliminated by the kidney there. So dosing, as you could expect, and use of this medication is going to depend upon the patient having decent renal function. So first and foremost, uh, standard dosing, uh, 666 milligrams, three times daily. That's kind of the standard dosing. If that patient's creatinine clearance is in the range of 30 to 50 mils per minute, uh, recommended dosing is 333 milligrams, three times daily. Uh, another situation where we may reduce that dose, uh, patients less than 60 kilograms, uh, we're going to look at 333 milligrams twice daily there. So um, very, very important if you're going to use uh, or prescribe this medication or if you are taking care of a patient who's been on this medication and you see a drop uh, or decline in renal function, uh, that acamprosate dose may need to be looked at and adjusted accordingly. Uh, now, in patients with a creatinine clearance less than 30 mils per minute, it is recommended to avoid a acamprosate. Uh, one last thing kind of on uh, dosing and administration. Uh, so it can be given with or without food. Um, and that kind of uh, ties in a little bit to adverse effects. So um, if patients are having some GI upset, um, which can happen, not crazy common, um, but certainly we, we can give this uh, with food without uh, hesitation there. So let's uh, dig into those adverse effects a little bit more often. So GI upset itself, so some nausea and stuff, that isn't very common uh, with acamprosate. Uh, however, diarrhea, that is definitely the most common adverse effect you're going to see with acamprosate. So uh, pay attention to that. Anyone on a, a new start, or maybe that uh, renal function has dipped a little bit and maybe it's causing more adverse effects now that way, uh, the most likely adverse effect you're going to see is diarrhea. Other adverse effects, uh, anxiety, insomnia, uh, CNS depression, mood changes have been reported. Uh, dizziness has been reported as well. Um, not incredibly common at all with acamprosate, um, but just wanted to throw out a few of the things um, that you, you may see there. Uh, kinetics, I alluded to that already with regards to dosing uh, in relation to renal impairment. So this drug is uh, basically exclusively eliminated by the kidney. It is not metabolized at all uh, by liver enzymes, for example. Um, so we are basically depending upon the kidney uh, to get rid of that drug in the body. And then monitoring parameters, uh, Naturally, we're going to look at renal function, make sure that's okay so we can use this medication. Uh, and then also recall that there's weight-based dosing. Uh, so we're going to uh, make sure that their uh, weight is okay uh, for the uh, recommended dose that we're trying to, to look at there. Uh, and then last, with monitoring, uh, not necessarily lab parameters or anything, uh, you may want to keep an eye out for psychiatric changes. Um, again, not an incredibly common adverse effect, but something that uh, has been reported there. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for any pharmacist board certification study material like NAPLEX, BCPS, 
geriatrics, ambulatory care, BCMTMS, or others, go check out meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. We've got a great list of resources there. Uh, it helped thousands of pharmacists prepare and pass their board exams. So uh, definitely support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. If you're another healthcare professional, we've got stuff for medical students, nurse practitioners, PAs, uh, pharmacy technicians, nursing students, um, lots of books and different content available on Amazon um, that can definitely be helpful uh, within your practice and your role as a healthcare professional. So uh, go check out all those resources linked at meded101.com slash store. All right, wrapping up with drug interactions. So a camprosate does not have many drug interactions. So this is definitely uh, an awesome thing. Uh, as you can imagine, thinking about the kinetics, this drug is primarily eliminated by the kidney. So it doesn't mess with the liver. So we don't have to worry about any of those SIP drug interactions. Uh, there is some evidence uh, that certain drugs may impact uh, the renal elimination and potentially decrease the renal elimination of a camprosate. Um, you know, some examples that have been reported, uh, loop diuretics, some of the cephalosporins can do this, a cyclovir, uh, probenicid, kind of an older uh, gout medication. Uh, again, not something I'm generally crazy worried about, um, but something that may, you know, modestly impact uh, the excretion of a camprosate there. And then the only other thing uh, that I, I look at, I think about with a camprosate use is that diarrhea adverse effect. Uh, so recognizing that other medications may add on to this effect. Uh, so classic examples, uh, colchizine, uh, metformin can definitely cause some diarrhea. Uh, some of the SSRIs, sertraline, probably the most common there. Um, antibiotics, of course, can cause significant diarrhea as well and potentially uh, add on to that adverse effect. Uh, but again, not many direct uh, drug interactions with a camprosate that we really have to worry about uh, with this medication. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Hopefully you picked up a few practice pearls. Uh, go check out the free PDF, 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. Simply an email is going to get you access for that. So that's definitely a no-brainer to get there. Uh, support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. If you got questions, comments, uh, podcasts you want me to look at or potentially do in the future, uh, don't hesitate to reach out, mededucation101 at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can track me down on LinkedIn as well, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. With that, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for listening, supporting this podcast, and sharing it with all your friends and colleagues. I greatly appreciate it, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.